0: and good morning to everyone and welcome to uh, another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown, joined by the legend himself, Charles Edmund, here on the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, Before we hear from Charles, uh, it's just great to be back uh, on this November the 19th. Melody produces today's show. The guest menu simply looks like this. We've got the great one himself, Charles Edmund, for our number one. He has a broadcast, a huge matchup, the Soul Bowl, Jackson State, and Alcorn State in Lorman, Mississippi. I- I'm sure the atmosphere is outstanding. Uh, after Charles Edmund, of course, well, within the first hour, Aussie uh, Clark, he's uh, from the Gramlin State Radio Network, big games all over – college football today, next week as well, Bayou Classic. And then last but not least, we're going to talk some basketball with uh, the Coles Brown Show's basketball analyst. We've got him back for a third consecutive year, none other than Coach Van Peddaway. A lot to talk about as far as swag basketball, both on the men's and the women's side. But, Charles, good morning to you. How have you been, sir?
1: Good morning, Carlos. I am well, 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 well. Everything is well. Everything is swell. And uh, we should have a, a well of a game here coming up in a little less than uh three hours. Everything's good, man. You know, basketball, our swag teams are doing well in non-conference. We've been talking about this, praying about it, preaching about it, cussing and fussing about it for 30 years. We're getting some good stuff from swag basketball. Uh the Western Division standing still up for grabs. Pray's gotta do their work, but the Braves are kind of lingering a little bit in you know, Southern University. We'll see what happens in the Bayou. But uh, a lot to unpack here as we get into the end of the month of November.
0: And we're going to jump right into it To uh, here in our number one. want to say, of those who are watching right now, good morning to you. Um, just some quick news and notes. Uh, Southern's Pete Richardson uh, is a finalist for the Black College Hall of Fame, the legendary coach, and there's a great list. Uh, Besides Coach Pete Richardson, before um, I'm hoping personally, Charles, that he gets it um, just a true ambassador, iconic figure, uh, one of many, one of many iconic coaches in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Also, men's basketball, Charles kind of alluded to it. The SWAC has four wins over the Pac-12 in the SWAC Pac-12 Legacy Series. And I also had to put notes in there as well. Alcorn University, what big win over Wichita, Stephen F. Austin. So you put it in the way we've been praying, we've been fussing, we've been cussing. But I'll say this, those are great adjectives, but now to put something in the context. Now you're just looking for consistency. And, you know, when that happens, Charles, if you can do it year in and year out, we've talked about that as well to get those wins. And and now people are already texting me this past week. That means now the RPI as a conference has to go up and just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, you will avoid the play-in. I don't want to just, you know, be so fanatical about it, but it's a great start. How about that, Charles.
1: Yes, it is a great start, and look, uh, for all the talk of what we haven't done over the years, this is a tremendous start as far as SWAC wins in non conference, and just I want to add to it, you know, Grambling with their, with their big win over Colorado, then Colorado mm-hmm. turns right around and beats Tennessee, and the Braves have Tennessee coming up next month, Tennessee a top 25 team, so that win not only helps Grambling, but it helps the conference on the back end because of what Colorado did to Tennessee. So that win kind of lingers on. And that's kind of what, what you want to see. The team that you beat, you hope they have terrific years. Landon Bussey has the utmost respect for Stephen F. Austin and their coach. They have a great program, kids that transfer me out too. of there, good care of their kids. Me he me talked too. about that. And that was a big win by the Braves over Stephen F. Austin and Wichita State. Let, let me say this: I've been to Wichita many a time. And that basket, that men's basketball program is on the downside right now. But Wichita State, once upon a time, was a top ten team. They have one of the best fan bases that you'll see in this country. That coliseum, when it's packed, is a tough place to play and win. And so, for the Braves to go in there and win at Wichita State, and then three days later turn around and uh, beat Stephen F., that's going you know that's going to go a long way. And I think they'll win more games. You know, you got Texas El Paso coming up, Cal State Bakersfield coming up, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi during the Thanksgiving break in a tournament in El Paso. If the Braves play like that. They'll have a chance to win all of those games in that tournament, and that will even elevate all Corn's case as well as the Swags.
0: Exactly. Grambling State, of course, over Colorado, eighty-three to seventy-four. Texas Southern over Arizona State, sixty-seven uh, sixty-six. Prairie View seventy to fifty-nine over Washington State, and then of course last night the Jaguars over Cal, University of California, seventy-four to sixty-six. And let's not even forget, on the women's side, Jackson State, although they took it on the chin against North Carolina, they were able to go into Lubbock, Texas, and defeat Texas Tech, 69 to 63, and then just a complete thrashing of the University of Louisiana Lafayette, 1741. So off to a good start. And going um, will be interesting what Coach Petaway has to, has to uh, uh, say about all of this. It's an excellent start. Now, Charles, uh, football, since the last time we've talked, and and we kind of got into a discussion who we thought was the most improved team, we can review that as well. But we're looking at the close of uh, the SWAC conference as far as football season. You got a big game next week. You got a couple of big games today, the Florida Classic, Bethune-Cookman. And FAMU in Orlando, that's always a uh, heated uh, football game. Of course, you got Jackson State making the short, but I guess, two-hour trip, hour and a half, uh, to Lorman, Mississippi. Um, But if we go back, last week, Southern University kind of closed out their senior day at home, 2 p.m. game. Charles, it, it was cold. It was cold, but the Jaguars were able to get it done, 27 to seven over Mississippi Valley State. One of the highlights of that football game, a guy that you know well, uh, Bubba McDaniels. The starting quarterback got injured on on the first drive. Bubba McDaniels comes in, graduating senior, uh, leads the Jaguars to a victory. Now the Jaguars need some help um, by Prairie View and um Mississippi Valley State at one PM Mississippi Valley State if if they're if they can defeat um Prairie View and them, Southern has a tiebreaker against Prairie View. Texas Southern also at all Corn State were all right there bunched together in the conference play. But um for Southern University, a, a slight hope. It, you have to depend on someone else. And they have to depend on Mississippi Valley State. But um this Jaguar football team, they still have a lot to play for. You got one game left to buy you classic. You could end on a winning streak. You also can have a winning season. It's an improvement for last year. Did or will they have a chance? They have a slight chance to, to, to win the West. But if not, um, they're a much improved team. Still have some things to work on, Charles. And that's kind of where I leave it at with this Southern University football team. Some would say if they're not in the SWAC championship game, it it, it wasn't a a good season. I say it was a season where they still have room to grow, but they did improve from last year's four and seven mark. But we'll see, Charles. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean. The Jaguars, as of right now, as we sit, you know, the Valley game will kick off here in less than two hours. We'll know by four o'clock whether or not, you know, there's still a hope for corn and Southern, for that matter. But you know, I think for the Jaguar Nation, knowing them, and I think I know a little bit about them. Of course, I know them through you. Southern just was picked bit. to win, the, just just a little bit. Southern was picked to win the Western Division. And I think that's going to sting if, if the Jaguars don't get to where they want to be because there was high hopes and expectations for where they, well, a lot of people thought that they should be this year. So, I, And then when you look at and you go back and look at the losses, the Texas Southern loss, the Jackson State loss, the FAMU loss, it was that was a brutal two-game stretch for the Jaguars, no matter how you look at it back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I felt like they're going to have to win one of those games. But if Southern doesn't get there, then people are going to reflect and do a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking in terms of that Texas Southern loss. And the same thing here, Carlos, we are kind of in the same boat. I mean, if Prairie View obviously wins, we're eliminated. And then so our fans are going to be looking back on some of the tough losses. The Jaguar loss in which we couldn't get it done the final minute. Losing to Texas Southern on homecoming, losing to Grambling. I mean, three very difficult losses, the Grambling game especially, because we just didn't come out. So there's going to be a lot of discussion you know, as far as Southern and or Alcorn in terms of two programs that got there but didn't get there. High expectations didn't live up to it. But, uh, you know, for Southern, you were talking about the Jaguars. You know, I just think that that Texas Southern game, you got to go back there and look at at that. And then Jackson State, you know, they were shut out in that game, but Jackson's playing really well, and it's going to take a really good team on a really good day to beat them, or Jackson's going to have to be knocked off their spot. I mean, either one of those things could happen. It hasn't happened as of yet. And so I just think right now Jackson's the cream of the crop at this point. Can the Braves knock him off here? Sure. But it's going to take a lot. They got to play really well, and Jackson's got to be off a little bit.
0: Yeah. And, and one thing, and I was talking to some some people this past week, uh, again, you got to give credit uh, to Jackson State. But let me tell you, Dennis Thurman, that defense, they are truly outstanding. And to me, that. Is the difference maker that defense? It, it forces it just disrupts offenses, point blank. And, and when you have opportunities, you have to take advantage of it. And if you don't, that that defense is really good. Uh, I, I'm going to say probably in the in the top ten of all times, but I I know that's debatable. But uh, kudos to uh, Dennis Thurman, defensive coordinator. And I don't know Charles if he wants to. Uh, be a head coach somewhere in college football or in black college football, but uh, if if I'm an administrator, and I'm looking for a guy. I'm I'm seeking permission to talk to him. I am truly, truly impressed with what what he has done at Jackson State. So we'll we'll kind of have our predictions. We'll move all of that in in hour number one. So when it's time for you, when you have to. Uh, Charles uh leave to get ready for the um, your broadcast on Alcorn State Radio uh we can do so. Um but 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 Southern University last week, six and four, four and three. So that that win clinched a winning season, at least. And hey, next week by you classic, that's gonna be Gramm's Super Bowl. They're gonna come, they're gonna fight hard. It is going to be a good game and of course, again, Southern University will find out. About four central a little after four, if they're playing in the Bayou Classic for a chance to represent the West, if not, uh, still a winning season, and you can go off, uh, go out on, on a winning note. On the Jaguars, uh, total passing yards two hundred forty yards. They gathered one hundred nine on the ground. Uh, total offense three hundred and forty nine yards on sixty two plays. And they were able to just to get it done. Uh, Glenn Glenn Bubba McDaniels, 11 of 16, 113 yards. Of course, he he gained 60 yards on the ground, leading the way for the Jaguars, receiving uh, Tyler Kirkwood with four receptions for 63 yards. And I guess, Charles, it says the character of McDaniels. Yeah, he's been at Southern for quite a while, able to come in and help the team at a tough situation and uh, confident of his abilities to to get it done. So it begs the question, if McRae is not healthy enough next week, McDaniels gets to start in the Bayou classic and and some Southern university fans. I think they kind of, they kind of like that, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks, the second string quarterback is the most famous uh, he's the most popular on the football team with this Jaguar team ne- next week. Um, it, it'll be for bragging rights and all of that, but uh, a great way for McDaniels uh, to end his career uh, playing in the Bayou Classic.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about him in, in the off season whether it would be McDaniels or McRae. All the talk in the Jaguar Nation was about McRae, but I said, hold on now, you got a guy that's had swag hours in McDaniels and, We know what he did last year against us down in Baton Rouge in terms of being able to push the ball down the field, coming up with some key runs. So it it, it does beg the question in the offseason, you know, how this thing is going to go at the quarterback position because you're clearly saying, and you know this knowing the game of football, you got to have a quarterback that's serviceable and manageable. And with McRae, he's banged up. Obviously, you got McDaniel. So we'll see how that goes as far as the Jaguars are concerned. And for the Braves, you know, Aaron Allen is out. You know, with a shoulder injury, he's not playing. He's done for the rest of the year. And you got Trey Lawrence that a lot of people are excited about. And then a third guy, T. Adams, who will probably play some today. Um, some people believe he will be starting today. A kid that came in as a quarterback. But when Aaron Allen came here, um, he was transformed into a wide receiver. But we saw him uh, in the last couple of games. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it just shows you if you have a stable, successful, and serviceable quarterback, you can win some games. And we've seen that at all corn over the years. We're seeing that at Jackson State over these first couple of years. At Southern, you know, you, you talk about Skelton. You talk about McDaniel. So, you know, when you have those quarterbacks that are that are productive, you you can stay in the race. Texas Southern with body. So, you know, we'll see what's going to happen at Southern University, clearly with, with Coach Dooley and those quarterbacks in offense. and offense.
0: And when you look at the Western Division, and um, we talked about it maybe about three weeks ago, um, I, I thought the, the team in the West most improved is Texas Southern. And Coach McKinnon, quite honestly, it was a lot of conversation about will he survive. You know, just from the outside looking in, based on this season, uh, I don't know exactly how his contract is at this present moment. Is, is it is it the last year? I'm sure someone will who's watching will, will, will text us and let us know. But I think he deserves an opportunity to uh, continue to lead that Texas Southern football program because they, they they've they've really improved and probably most improved. And then you could throw in Alabama State from the Eastern Division. Uh, um, but you know, looking at it going forward, Texas Southern will be in the conversation, previewing them quietly. Um, and and I, I heard a lot of their fans. You know, no one. Gave them, you know, the chance to repeat uh, their predictions preview, view, lower third, fourth, a lot of times uh, from the prognosticators, uh, Black College Sports Network included. Um, they're just there. And if they win today, back-to-back appearances in the SWAG championship game. So their program is stable and trending upwards. Texas Southern's program, football we're talking about, trending uh, upward. We look at uh, Southern University. Pick to win it. If they don't, some will say, oh boy, it, it, it was not a great season. But they improved from four and seven last year and could possibly be seven and four. We'll find out after the Bayou Classic. So that's an improvement. Trending upwards, but yeah, disappointing for for, for some. Then we look at a Grammar State football program. They're clearly in Um, a remodeling position, you know, trying to get things right. Then you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff, uh, the same situation. They've got to rebuild that football program. And then Alcorn State, just my opinion, disappointing. And you look at the second year in a row in the Western Division, second year, uh, not as as much success as in the Eastern Division. Um, Coach McNair uh, we kind of know some of the challenges inwardly that core State has had as far as resources and, and all of that not playing in the spring. So you, I don't know, Charles. You may disagree. I don't know if you can say Core State is, is, is trending upward. I wouldn't say they're trending downward. I think they're kind of like a neutral. If you look at a car and the stick shift, um, they looked improved. Members of the Alcorn Brave Nation, or not happy. I see him. I hear him, Charles. So uh, that's kind of look at, at, at the West going forward. In the Eastern Division, Jackson State clearly, number one, trending upward. FAMU, if they could just get by Jackson State, they're an eight game winning streak. They're trending upward. Alabama State, much improved. First year coach, did very well, trending up. Alabama and m I, I just think they're stuck. They're, they're not trending upwards or downwards. And then also, you're looking at Mississippi Valley State uh, a, a, as well. So, you know, going forward, I, I think it's going to be co- a, a continued pressure to win. And now everybody wants to win, and, and, they, and they're not really giving you grace periods.
1: No, they're not. And but I th- I think you have to come back to reality. You know, what Coach Sanders has done is is not uh, typical. It's atypical. It's just something that just doesn't happen, especially at this level in our conference. You know, you, you go back to Jay Hobson, you know, the first year he was the head coach at Alcorn. We were in contention for the East. We lost to Mississippi Valley second to the last game of the regular season, or else we would have been playing for the Eastern Division title in his first year uh with John Gibbs. Mm-hmm. But typically in this league, it takes a little bit of time. But I think what we're seeing as time has evolved, as attitudes have evolved, as the transfer portal has come into play in which you can get talent almost right away, there's a little bit more pressure to win right now because there's a lot more talent to choose from to help improve your team right now. So I think that's that's kind of what we're seeing. I mean, Coach Sanders, you look at his first year at Jackson State in the spring, he started red hot, he fizzled at the end there in the spring. But he said, wait till my dogs get here. My dog's not here yet. Well, his dogs are in, or those puppies, however you want to look at it, and you see where they are right now. I mean, they're dominant at this point in time. And no one has been able to knock them off their perch, especially in the second half of games. So I think there's a little bit of a challenge for everybody to get better right now. Um, and you see what they're doing in terms of the aesthetics of their program new practice field and meeting rooms. You see it all over social media and the stuff that he's done and all the barstool stuff and all the social media following, getting the attention. Um, I think, you know, we're going to have to figure out a way to, to kind of get some of that attention as well. And that comes with winning games. And uh, it's been, it's been a struggle. we won a couple in a row. I think if we can steal a little thunder today, that'll help us in the Bayou classic. If Southern goes out with a bang, that'll help Southern going into next season, e- e- next season even though, you controls it. If they win today, it doesn't really matter. But you still want to finish the season strong, even though it'll be a disappointment in a lot of camps. Texas Southern's camp, Alcorn's camp, Southern's camp, Grambling's camp. I mean, so as we go back and look at these predictions, I think it's something that we'll definitely be talking about. But clearly, the ex- acceleration of Jackson State has put people on notice. It's time to get better, and it's time to get better right now. Can that happen? Maybe. But... Maybe not, and I think that's putting pressure on coaches and administrators and everybody to get better right now. Because you see where they are, and in the West, it's still up for grabs. But still, everybody's talking about one team, Jackson State. Can they? Can they drop it? And right now, they're not. Well, you know, Charles, uh, I I kind of think things
0: are uh, going a cycle because I go back to Coach Pete Richards in his first year. He set the bar high. It went eleven and one. So uh, these outstanding seasons—they're—they're not a strange, stranger, a strange to this conference. I can go back to Grambling State, not lose the conference game in three years. That is a tremendous feat. I look at Jackson State previously going about three years, and and I'm talking about a conference, not losing the game. Coach Richardson at Southern University, the same thing. So some of the things that you see now, it's not foreign. It's it's been done before, and I guess because I'm an old historian, amateur one maybe, I, I see those things, and, yes, I understand there's pressure. But I think it's always been pressure. It's been that every year, even before Coach Sanders got to Jackson State. Jackson State uh, uh, alumni and administration—they're very quick to pull the trigger if things are not going right. We can kind of look at Coach Bell, but we kind of look at some of the other coaches, WC Garden. You know, um, I mean, we, we've just had those type of. Uh, fire and teamwork and, and some great programs. I think now because of what you know, you didn't have social media, you didn't have that back then like you like you have now. And then the, 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 there is pressure, and I understand that because I know some Southern fans. They could be doing well, like you know force recruiting, but they got one eye on Southern and then they're looking at Jackson State. So yeah, you're right. The pressure to win. It's tremendous. It's there now. And um I just think sometimes you just gotta take a step back. Um, not only with 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 the, the coaches, and it, it doesn't matter what sport there's pressure. And then also the director of athletics, it's tremendous pressure on them now. Because Ashley Robinson went out and did something that, you know, you hadn't seen before. Yeah. Hired a high profile guy albeit he had some coaching experience it wasn't on the collegiate level but he has a wide wide accessibility and he's well known but one of the things that he did though he put together after that spring season he put together uh outstanding coaching staff and and now they're there so now they're they have set the bar for now, and that's where everyone is trying to to get to. Well, but, but, I, but I think, Charles, coaches are competitive. They're just not going to sit on their keister and yeah. not try to improve and
1: get better. I, I think that I think that there's a lot of uh, anxiety when it comes to, to our fan bases. You know, we went 20 years in between winning championships and football. Jackson State went 13 years in between championships and football. Southern University has been a few years for them. Grambling has been a few years for them. And I think when you're used to that, you you get a little bit impatient. So when you're on the – like when we won six division titles in a row, our fans were just rabid. And there was a little bit of envy and jealousy there when you win six division titles in a row. And that's why for me, you know, the story I always share is – and I've heard coaches say this and people have told me this – Hey, enjoy the ride while you got it. We went to the Celebration Bowls, and you and I have been there to witness a, a bunch of them. Enjoy that ride when you're at this level, because you're not always going to be at that level. And when you fall off that cliff, it's a painful fall. But do you do you respect the process and the fact that you were there? And I know you talked about wanting Southern to be in the Celebration Bowl and winning the swag. All Cormans have been in the way uh, o- over the years. So that's why I think you, you see a lot of this frustration via social media because there's a lot of rabbing of, of JSU and what they've done. There's a little bit of Indian jealousy, I think, as well. I think people might not want to admit it, but it's there. And I get it. I absolutely get it. I'm sure there were a lot of people jealous of Alcorn winning six straight division titles and going to celebration bowls and hosting two SWAC championship games on this campus. There's a lot of that going on as well. So I think. When you look at the, the, the rate of speed of acceleration in these programs, I think you and I and a few others, we expect three to four years before you see a turnaround. Well, it's not happening on the other side as far as Jackson State is concerned. It's happening right now. So, you know, enjoy the ride while you have it. You know, Jackson's doing well right now. And it's going to take, you know, some pretty good effort to beat them. You know, you got you to gotta knock them off their spot, and they got to be off a little bit, like I mentioned. So I think that's, you know, all this dynamic is taking place right now. I mean, look at Florida AM and 2 years in a row, one bad slip of the foot, and here they are, you know, hoping for the playoffs this go around. I think it's going to be tough. I posted an article on Facebook that came out about their chances. A lot of other teams have to lose. They got to beat Bethune today, and a lot of other teams have to lose. In order for them to get a playoff bid. Probably not going to happen even if they win today. But, uh, you know, this is just, it's just a tough time right now. Teams are getting better quicker. And you can't afford many mistakes. And I think we're seeing that, you know, in the West, can't afford many mistakes. In the East, you can't afford a mistake. Not saying people are perfect, but you got to play really well at this point in time. That's what makes the SWAC so great right now. Every game has you on edge. Every game has you on stilts. Every game has you nervous and anxious because if you lose, you could fall out of it. Just like we lost some tough games. Southern lost some tough games. Florida and lost one tough game. And that's what makes this thing maddening, But that's what makes it great. And it also puts pressure on coaches, players, ADs, and administrators to get this thing turned around like right now. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing as well as the social media piece of it, because fans are expressing their opinions in seconds. And that's adding to the fuel of the fire of what's going on, winning or losing. It adds to it. It takes away from it, just depending on which side of the fence you're on. Yeah.
0: I just think some fans, sometimes you got to – Take a step back. Some of it's just unrealistic. You know, uh, I've seen, then we're going to take a timeout. We're going to move on from this. You know, demanding coaches be fired after one loss, get out of here. No, no, we're not. No, we're better than that. We can't do that. You know, I understand the pressure, but my good. You look at the body of work of what a coach has done, and then you compare that, and then too, we always talk about it. You can't win a championship every year, but if you're in the conversation and you're playing for it, at least getting there every few years, helping student athletes graduate, that's the way it is. Things are secular. What goes up has to come down eventually, but you always want, if you're graphing it, you want to just be consistent. And that's all that you can hope for. Take a time out, I'm scheduled to add someone to this conversation. Ossie Clark of, Clark of the Grammar State Radio Network. We'll take a time out. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show. Right here on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return.
2: Before history is written,
1: Orr, the no!
3: it's played. Tinelli, Neister, Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Merrier. Food is her love language.
2: And she really loves her grandson
3: the
2: to getting ticks instead of watching flicks before we can safely get out there we need the facts on covid19 vaccines visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed
1: decision for yourself and for your crew
0: This week's edition of the Coles Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Coles Brown, joined by Charles Edmund, now by Aussie Clark of the Grammar State Radio Network. Ossie, good morning to you, sir.
2: Good morning to you all as well. It's a glorious day to be alive. Great day to be a G-Man.
0: Oh, yes, sir. Well, two G-Men, Charles Edmund. Ozzie Clark, um, Aussie, is it cold in North Louisiana? I'm assuming that's where you're at.
2: Well, I'm in the central part of the state of Louisiana. As a matter of fact, I'm just a few minutes away from going into, uh, our basketball practice here at Holy Savior Menard High School in Alexandria, Louisiana. And it's currently 45 degrees at Probably feels like it's about 39, got a nice little wind blowing uh, right now. So it is actually very brisk here in the central part of the state of Louisiana. So right now I don't have on a jacket because I'm inside of the car and it's actually warm, but I got my jacket right behind me so I can put it on so I can walk in this cold gym. Uh,
0: yeah, I can understand that. Um, I, I don't like the cold weather anymore, but hey, that's just I don't Yeah, well, and Charles, like, he's dressed for the occasion um, in Lorman, Mississippi. Well, um, I'll bring you on to the conversation we're having. We were kind of talking about swag football. Of course, Grandma State is off. uh, Next week, the Bayou Classic. That's huge. This this Saturday, some huge ball games. FAMU and Bethune-Cookman and also Jackson State and Alcorn State. Honestly, I just kind of want to get your opinion on this. And I know it's a broad question I'm about to ask, but this 2022 football season, you can incorporate Grambling in the conversation, but how do you feel overall as far as the, the the conference? Is it just a tremendous amount of pressure to win? And why do you specifically think that it seems to be that extra added pressure of winning?
2: I think that Jackson State has actually put the pressure on everybody in the conference at this particular point. And it's because of the allure of Coach Prime that now everybody feels the pressure to actually step up their level of play, step up their level of recruiting. Everything's has to follow this uh, model that Jackson State has. But the truth of the matter is everybody in this conference doesn't have what Jackson State has at this particular point. And they don't have that aura over them that Coach Prime actually brings to the table. So you can't expect that from every coach and every team in this conference. The one thing that you can expect uh, with the SWAC, year in and year out, is the parity of the conference. Even though Jackson State is very good right now and they have been very good over the last couple of years make no mistake about it everybody in this conference can make things happen anybody can beat anybody on any given day any given saturday that they're going to play each other and you talked about florida a m coach willie simmons who's an outstanding football coach has an outstanding football team he's had some games not go his way as a matter of fact was very close to losing to grambling at grambling earlier uh late mm-hmm. this year so This conference overall, um, the pressure that's being put on is more hype than it is actual um, uh, something that can happen because of what's happening in one particular school. Go back a couple of years. Charles mentioned it. Alcorn was the bull of the woods. Everybody Mm -hmm. wanted to be the Alcorn Braves. A couple of years before, Grambling was right there in that same conversation. So, when you really look at it overall, it can be anybody's year at any given time. And I don't think that there's uh, as much pressure be, that should be put on coaches to come out and do what Jackson State is doing right now.
0: Yeah, because, see, I, I believe if you look at the, the, the history of this conference, no matter what sport, I think there's always been uh, pressure. But to, to your guys' point, now it seems to be – it. And because that formula that Jackson State has used, but now here's another question: Is mm-hmm. that model the best for everybody? Granted, to try to emulate because you know we have you know the resources difference within the conference, but what's good for Jackson State may not be good for the other programs in the conference. Anybody want to speak to that? Well, Charles' mouth is moving, but we don't hear him. Charles, we don't hear you. Well, well, Osy, to to
2: you. but one? What, one why, why? Charles is trying to? No, one model doesn't fit all because every school is different. Every situation is different. You can't ask for Mississippi Valley to do what Jackson State is doing. You can't ask for grambling to do what maybe Southern is doing because the model and the makeups are all different. We're in different locations, different places, and have a different way of going about getting things actually done. So the model that Jackson State has, of course, is not going to work. You, You have an NFL Hall of Famer who is the head coach there, who actually has people who can provide resources that will help him to get everything that he needs to make Jackson State look like the most alluring place in the world to come. But if you talk about Grambling, Grambling has great players, Hall of Famers as well. But as far as the type of abilities to pull those resources like Coach Prime does, you can't ask that of your program the only thing that you can ask is for your alumni base to be as supportive as humanly possible to the school at large when you look at it let's just talk about the numbers it says that less than 50 percent of hbcu graduates actually give back to their institutions and i think clampton uh, university is is, a, is above 50 percent uh, overall so i mean With that being said, as a model of something that we can talk about, the thing that we have to look at, Mm -hmm. if we want those types of things to happen, we have to push upon our alumni to do a better job at supporting the university as a whole, supporting the athletics as a whole. Quit talking about, well, we're not winning and I'm not coming. You need to fill up your stadium every single weekend. Quit quit expecting to have what other people have because you just don't have uh, that type of model to go by because it just doesn't fit you.
0: Uh, let's see, Charles, are you back? At least audio part.
1: Can Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Loud and yes, clear. Yes, sir. Okay. Loud and clear.
2: All right. Sorry well, about that. I don't know
1: what happened there with the, with, with, with the audio. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, it, you know, it, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes. You know, you hear the phrase, is it X's and O's and Jimmys and Joes? One thing that Coach sure. Sanders is doing is bringing in the Jimmys and Joes. And, yes, one size does not fit all. But if you can get a coach that can get you those four stars and five stars and six stars and you accumulate a bunch of that talent and it all fits, that's what you got. That's what you're looking at right now We're from Shadur Sanders, Shiloh, all the way up and down the line. And I think that's that's what's important because at the end of the day, it's players that win championships. and It's just a matter of those players being able to fit what you got going. And that's what Jackson has going right now. Would they have those players if it wasn't for Coach Sanders? Probably not. But they have them. Probably not. And that's what, that's what people are looking at. I mean, right now, it's all about one thing. It's all about the final product. It's all about winning. And, and if you win, you get the attention, the game day stuff in Jackson, all of that stuff. You know, I don't know if it, if that happens, if Jackson is winning at the level that they're winning. Maybe some of it, not all of it. But they're—they're they're not only are they winning, but they're dominating at it. They're winning big, and big, and when you're at media day. You heard his number one word, Carlos, domination. That's exactly what's happened. Now, you're not going to dominate every week. I mean, that's just not possible. You know, against Alabama AM, and they weren't dominant. You know, I, A- A- A&M played them about as tough as anybody. You know, Shadour Sanders gets concussed. He's expected to play today, by the way. And but you know they're not going to be dominant every week. But if you win and win in a comfortable fashion, people will take that because we understand that you're not going to be dominant every week. Tom Brady wasn't dominant every week, you know, and the Rams weren't dominant every week. But they won games. They won the Super Bowl. Jackson State won games and won the championship. But if you get that talent in there, you know, and they had a big recruiting, you know, time last week, you know, and there was a couple weeks ago, you know, they're going to get the talent. So I think that's what's important: getting the talent. And as long as he continues to get the talent, he has the right coaches. As you talked about with Coach Thorman, uh, Coach, Coach Thurman to put it together, I think they're going to continue to win. The question is, can we get who we can get to help compete with that type of talent? That. That's the challenge that we got going right now in terms of resources, facilities. You only got what you got. Your budget is your budget. And – you can, you can plead your case to your administration, your president in terms of getting more of those type of things. They're either going to tell you yes or they're going to tell you no. And so you have to deal with what you got. And I think, you know, Grambling's got some of that with Coach Jackson, NFL coach. He's going to expect some more things in year two for Coach McNair. We won six straight division titles. It's been a bumpy road the last couple of years. You know, to compete, you got to do a little bit more and hopefully we'll get a little bit more to be able to compete. Southern University. And what they're doing, Coach Roman Banks talked about it, the bond issue, the state money coming in to help improve facilities at Southern University. And maybe Graham will get some of that. I don't know. But all that's important. Jackson's doing it. And I think there's some envy and jealousy of the fact that they're doing it. But I think people on social media don't want to come out and say, why is it our school's not doing it? I think that's a very quiet conversation that may be had in the chat rooms and private rooms. It's being, it's not being played out on social media because you don't want to throw your own school under the bus. But I think all of those dynamics mm. are in that old It's just a matter of mixing it together to see what kind of cake you're going to come out with.
0: There's an old saying. And can I, know I throw the in before we? Be true, know thyself. Can, yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, because I know you both of you. Yeah, can I look, Let me. I'm, a, I'm go. just
2: going to piggyback it back very. Quick. Very uh, piggyback off of what Charles just said, talking about bringing in talent. I think a guy that is overlooked in this conference who does an outstanding job as a head coach is Coach Clarence McKinney at at Texas Southern. He has actually brought in players that continue to help them to get better. Texas Southern is not the same team that they were two years ago. And I watched yep. them last week in Houston, Texas, play against the Grambling Tigers. And I'm telling you guys, if he can continue to get quality athletes at Texas Southern because of what is the, not necessarily what the happening of what's going on in the swag. I think that's another guy that you can actually throw in the pot, throw in the gumbo as one of the guys that can be looked at as a coach of the year in this conference.
0: Oh, well, we, we talked about it in, in, the, the first part of the hour about the most improved program, just in in our opinion, you know, we can't give an award for it, but Alabama State from the east and Texas Southern mm-hmm. uh, from the west. Um, last week's game, Corn State over Bethune-Cookman, 17-14. to Boy, it had to be a pick six or that game looked like it was going in a different direction. FAMU of Alabama State, 21-14. to Of course, it was Jackson State. Over Alabama A&M, 27 to thirteen, and of course, Texas Southern over Grambling State, forty-one to seven. Purview over Pine Bluff, fifty-five to twenty-four, and Southern over Mississippi Valley State, twenty-seven to seven. I know you guys have to. You got another arrangement you have to get to quickly, Austin. Predictions on this week's game: Jackson State and all Corn State. Who do you like?
2: Honestly, in this football game, I I have to give the edge still to the Jackson State Tigers because they just can score the football and watch this. They are just as dominant on the defensive side of the ball. So even if you get them early. Usually in the second half, the adjustments that are made by Coach Thurman are amazing adjustments that allow his team to have a chance every single week to win a football game and win it in what they call dominant fashion. And so I like Jackson State in this football game, but Jackson State has their hands full because if they cannot stop the running game of Alcorn State, and they can nickel and dime throughout the course of the game It's going to be a long day for the Jackson State Tigers throwing this into the gumbo as well gentlemen is that this game is a bowl game. This game is a classic game. This game is for all of the marbles for the state of Mississippi. So records can go out the window at this particular point. It's about who's going to play the best between the numbers and right now because of the way the Jackson State Tigers are playing, I think Jackson State will just edge Alcorn in this football game.
0: Wow, just edge, I see. I'm gonna, if if that happens, I'm gonna personally call you and say, brother, you were right. (laughs) Deep defense is the difference. I've seen them up close and um, they will stop the run and they're gonna force you. Although Alabama and them had some success last week, I like Jackson State in this ball game, um, Charles. You want to talk about it quickly, or we'll just move on to the other two games and then let you guys uh, go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think for the Braves, you know, and what we've seen with Jackson and what I've followed them all year, you got to get them early. They've been behind. They've been behind the spot early in games. They've blown off. They've blown the doors off of it in the second half. The Braves are going to have to get Jackson State off their spot early in the game. If they do that, put some heat on Shadour Sanders. Our defense is playing really, really well right now. A lot of people felt like that wasn't going to be the case early in the season. But Coach uh, Coach Thomas has done a nice job defensively. We shut down Bethune. Thank goodness for that pick six because it was a bad play call that that helped, helped us win the game last week uh, from Bethune. But our defense has got to show up offensively. Trey Lawrence and T. Adams can't make mistakes. I mean, that's that's the formula. If we slow this game down, limit their possessions – we have a chance. If not, we can very well go the other way.
0: Prairie View at Mississippi Valley State, guys. I, I'll start this one. Um, as much as I'm pulling for Mississippi Valley State, and they pulled off the upset last year at Prairie View, when Coach Dooley was there, Prairie View has a lot on this game. They win, they simply in. I look for Mississippi Valley State to lose this ball game. I got Prairie View uh, winning this ball game. Ossie?
2: I actually have Prairie View winning this game as well. Uh, Tip my hat to Coach Dancy because he continues to do an amazing job at Mississippi Valley year in and year out with the guys that are actually there. They come prepared to play hard every single week. I just believe that Coach McDowell's team has more on both sides of the football at this particular point, and it's just going to be kind of hard for for Mississippi Valley to uh, beat Prairie View on today.
1: Charles. I'm going to go out on a limb, gentlemen. I think Lightning can strike twice in a row. <laughs> I think Mississippi Valley's played a lot better football here in the last few weeks of the season. They're playing up in Intervena. Ain't an easy place to play a win. I think Valley will get them. I'm going with Mississippi Valley, mm. baby. I'm going with the mm. Delta Devils. And by the way, you, you know, we talked at the beginning of the season about Coach Dancy, and I'm hearing some mixed mm. stuff about Coach Dancy. Some say that, you know, you got to give him more time with a new AD. Some say it's going to be tough to survive. I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what to make up either side of that thing. But I'm going with Mississippi Valley to get it done, to hand you a loss. I'm going with Delta Delta. Wow.
0: Valley. Well, uh, and I'm glad this is. Re- this is live and it's also being recorded. So we'll know where to find it. Uh, last but not least, well, two more quickly. Texas Southern at Alabama and m at 1 PM. Um, Alabama and them, they played tough last week, fell short. They're at home. Texas Southern's on the road. I'm, I'm going to go with a shocker. I'm going to go with Alabama and them at home. to. Uh, in on a good note. Aussie.
2: I'm going to go with the Texas Southern Tigers. I just think that coach McKinney has done an outstanding job with that football program along with Andrew body on the office offensive side of the football. He's a guy that knows how to play big time football. He can manage the game as well as go make plays not only with his arms, but also extend the plays with his legs. And then you have Owens in the backfield who's an outstanding running back in the backfield. If uh, A&M cannot stop those two guys. I don't see them having a chance of winning this football game.
1: Mr. Edmund? I got Texas Southern. I'm really impressed with, with TSU and, and Body. He's just going to get better. I hope Dr. Granger, the AD of Texas Southern, is listening. You got a good product there. Don't mess it up. Leave Coach McKinney alone. Let him build that. Thing. Teacher, but let, him build it. let Body get better. And I think
3: that's uh, about, no, it's going
1: to be, but so I'm getting ready to be on the podcast. Last but not least, and, and then we're out here for five five, hour number I, one. Bethune-Cookman be
3: like, oh, and, and, and
0: Fam It's been just a up and down, mostly down season for Bethune-Cookman. You're kind of hearing rumblings, dissatisfaction. Fam U needs this ball game, but so does Bethune-Cookman. But i like Fam to win this one. And... In the Florida Classic,
1: I, I think it'll be a tough ball game. It'll be closer than maybe people think it will be. But I like FAMU, Charles. You know that our former baseball coach said down in Florida they don't call him Bethune Cookman; they call him Cookman, and that's a huge rivalry, FAMU and Cookman. Um, I hope Mr. if the AD, leaves you know Sims alone. They've dealt with two hurricanes; they've been displaced twice. Can you really judge Bethune-Cookman this year in terms of what they've had to deal with mentally and emotionally? I think it's going to be a good football game. I just think AMU's just got a lot more. They're a better football team, and I have AMU winning it. But I would not be surprised if Bethune shocks everyone down in Florida. Last but not
0: least, Austin.
2: I got to piggyback off of what Charles just said. I absolutely agree with him. You never know how this game is going to go between Bethune and Florida A&M University. Coach Sims has done an outstanding job with what he has had to deal with over the last couple of years. And he's a very good football coach. Just hasn't had all of the accoutrements to be the type of football team that Bethune-Cookman actually wants to be. I also believe this, that Florida A&M has not been the most consistent team this year. Year. Uh, they've given teams an opportunity to actually come away with um, chances to win. I don't know, but I'm gonna go on a limb since everybody's going out on a limb today. I'm gonna take Bethune-Cookman.
0: I'm shocked. No, not really. On any given Saturday. And for Bethune-Cookman, it's, it's Super Bowl. It's his championship game. And I think they'll be up for the task. Hopefully Coach Sims. Yes. At least one more year. We'll bring him back. At least one more year. He deserves the right to turn it around. But that's the that's the Southern alum talking from the outside looking in. Uh, Charles, have a great broadcast. ESPN Plus. I'll be tuning in. Honestly, uh, we appreciate you. We're gonna have to get you back next week. The granddad of the yes, all. Yes, sir. I'll Ozzie be looking, forward
2: to, well, take be looking
0: care. forward to it. I will be looking
2: forward to it. Always enjoy being there.
0: Thank yes, sir. you. Take care, everyone. That's it for our number one, Charles. We'll see you next week
3: <laughs> for
0: another edition of the Coles Brown Show. You'll be a guest again. We're we'll going to take a time out. we to come back. We're going to visit uh, with Coach Van Petaway. We're going to talk, of course, uh, swag basketball. And also, we're going to talk to him about pressure being a coach. And he had to deal with it. And, and how do you get through all of that? We'll talk with Coach Van Petaway next. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network.
1: No. Nope. nope. You want him?
2: Ooh, I like him. No!
1: Oh. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
3: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's Reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in.
1: Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra thins. This is always
2: like never before.
0: This week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Good afternoon to everyone. It's afternoon Central Standard Time, and I'm going to visit with uh, a dear friend of the show, Coach Van Petaway, former men's basketball coach at Alabama a and now helping out his alma mater as well. Now, in the press box, Coach Petaway, good afternoon. How you been, sir?
3: Hey, I'm I'm fine, Carlos, and uh, I'm I'm apologize in advance. I am in the working press, and it's normally quiet, but for some reason it's kind of loud in here today. But uh, I'm doing great, (laughs) and and I'm I'm uh, happy to be back with you guys.
0: Oh yeah, a lot to talk about. But first and foremost, we're going to kind of get into this uh, swag men's basketball on the women's side. Some some big games, coach, and when you look at what the men's basketball team in the Southwest Athletic Conference have done in non-conference games against the Pac-12. They won the, the, the SWAC Pac-12 Legacy Series. Uh, talk about the importance of playing those games and, and, and coach, the impact that we've seen already.
3: I think it's, it's, uh, it's very important that we play. Uh, I'm happy that the SWAC and the, PAC, the uh, Pac-12 were, were able to put this together. And for our teams to have success, that just highlights how great the swack is in basketball. I mean, when, when you look at it, uh, Southern uh, Southern beat California. Uh, Prairie View over Washington State. Uh, Texas Southern beat uh, Arizona State. And then, of course, outside of the, uh, Gramlin beat uh, Colorado, eighty three seventy four, And then Alcorn beat Wichita State. I, you know, out yes. of conference. So we, we've had some great wins, and all this is going to do is help our RPI as a conference. So so now there's a good chance if we can continue on this trend with the non-conference wins, we won't be a 16 seed because, see, when, when your conference is winning as a whole, you get an opportunity to move up in those RPI ratings. So that's a big plus for us.
0: Yes, sir. And I understand what you're saying. And, and then two, you know, some more opportunities to get some wins out of conference. Is it realistic to think of maybe looking ahead when the tournament is announced and the seedings, is there a realistic chance that a, a Southwest athletic conference uh, on the men's side basketball team can go as high, maybe as a 14th or a 13th seed? Is that realistic?
3: Right. They can, they can definitely move up. They just, you know, they got to continue. they got to continue winning. Right. And, and see, you've already got quality wins. If one of these teams is already beating a Pac-12 to school, if they continue to have a great season, they will get, have an opportunity to, number one, avoid the opening night, opening weekend, and they do have an opportunity to move up uh, and get maybe a 14, a 13 seed. That's possible but it's going to depend on the rest of the season.
0: Right. And because, you know, we talked about it before. Now with some wins in non-conference uh, play, have an opportunity to get some more. Uh, usually a team in the conference has to basically go undefeated or don't have no more than one loss in conference play, and that's a lot of pressure. But
3: I think we well, yeah, to but, now. But, but Carlos, that's because, been – that's been because you, your RPI, you, your the the conference RPI was so low, so they right. didn't give you much credit for the wins in conference. So with with these non-conference wins, I expect our RPI to be a little bit higher this year going into the season, and I think that some of these teams, if they can continue to win uh, during the course of the SWAC season, they have an opportunity to have a better seed.
0: Visiting with Coach Van Petaway here. On the Carlos Brown show. Well, coach, let, let's kind of look ahead. I, I know sometimes it's dangerous to do that, but of all of the the wins, and they're important, I, I kind of home it in on Alcorn State because they had much success last year, and Coach Bussey has done an outstanding job. Is it? And I know the predictions don't say Alcorn's a favorite, but man, Coach, I. Very impressive. Not only did they defeat Wichita State, but then a, a a good win against a
3: Stephen F. Austin team. Oh, right, right. It, Stephen it, F. Austin. It,
1: right. It, they it won fast? that game
3: 60, Right. They won that game sixty-nine and sixty. So they're playing well. So they have two, they got two good non-conference wins under their belt in the preseason. And if they and then if they could come out as conference champions again, I think they'll have the juice to get a, a better seed. But you know the everybody picked texas southern to win it so all yes. i see is, a, is an opportunity for us to have a great conference season
0: yeah so
3: is it is it premature
0: to kind of hone in and say if they had to re-rank them again would all course they be your favorite
3: well well no we'll see that that's why you no. do it in pre-season. <laughs> You do it in preseason, and then that that helps. Hey, look, that helps give the kids more motivation because if you're not picking them high, that gives that's an easy that's an easy motivational tool for a coach. They get an opportunity so a, to let the team know that there aren't very many people outside of that locker room that are looking looking for them.
0: Well, Coach Pettway, you're you're sharp as a tag. I, I was trying to I was trying to get you to 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 put. Some pressure on some other schools, but you didn't fall for for that trip. <laughs> um, but Alcorn State just impressive. Uh, Grambling State also; yep. they were the first right. one to get it get it done. And then my beloved Southern Jaguars with a with yep. a big victory over over Cal uh California, last yep. night. Now, now, coach. Some people say, "Well, the Pac-12 uh, a conference like that." They may think twice about now taking on <laughs> uh, some of the Southwest Athletic Conference members in the future, but I, I just think it's just good good for everyone involved.
3: Well, I see it as them not taking us light now. See that? That's, there you go. Uh, our teams have already sent a message, so now they they're not going to go into these games thinking that we're going to roll over. They'll be they'll be better prepared, and and they will watch it because the next school doesn't want to you know come up on the short end of the stick. So they'll be better motivated. They'll be better prepared. And they're not going to overlook the SWAC schools.
0: And then, Coach, great point. Uh, On the women's side, uh, Jackson Jackson State.
3: State. Jackson State.
0: Played played against North Carolina and got um, taken to the woodshed. But I like how they rebounded. They defeat. They go to Texas Tech and win. And then they just dismantled uh, University of Louisiana, Lafayette. So two good quality wins and, and 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 coach they are the favorite on the women's side but i'm gonna be watching alabama state and alabama and them and of course southern as well
3: right well well see i like what they did they, they beat louisiana 70 to 41 and then uh they beat mm-hmm. Texas Tech 69 to 63 but also in the squack on the women's side fam you beat Georgia State 65 57 and then you Good had win. Southern to beat Northwestern 56-52, uh, to 52, and Grambling beat New Orleans 69-59. So our women are telling the, the guys, hey, we're coming to we, we can get some non-conference wins in. And that just speaks volume for our coaches in the squad. They're doing an outstanding job.
0: Now, I, and I would agree 150% on that. Now, that's going to lead me to a conversation we're going to have now. Um, previous guest, Charles Edman. we we kind of talked about there's so much pressure to win. But coach, from a historical standpoint, there's always been pressure. But now with Coach Sanders right. and, and, and what he has done and you know, it just seems like with the fan bases, they are really, I mean, they're supporting their schools to a certain extent, but then they got one eye on their school and they got an eye on Jackson State because of what they have done. Coaches are competitive just like players. They played the game, now they're coaching it. With that being said, how, and you were coaching this conference, how did you handle expectations and all of the pressure? Because you had pressure as well when you were a coach at
3: Alabama and m Well, with, with me, I don't think anybody could put more pressure on me than I put on myself because as a coach, I want to win. I, I want to be the best uh, at my institution. I want to be the best in the conference. I want to be the best at whatever I, I set out to do. So most coaches are built that way. You know, they, They're going to have that internal drive where they want to do their best. And then when the fans add theirs in, that's why you got to have tough skin. You got to be able to understand that. That comes with the territory. But I think our fans, especially in the SWAC, we got to take a step back, man. There's not another Deion Sanders out there. There's only one Deion. You know, there's only one prime. And because of what he has done at Jackson State in the two years, we automatically think, when I say we, the fans, the fans automatically think that that's supposed to happen at their place. Well, if they want it to happen at their place, they got to support the school more. Put the money in that Deion has brought into Jackson State. Put in the, the, the support, show the support by showing up in the stands. There are too many empty stands in, in, uh, in the SWAT. There are too many empty seats. So if you want your school to be great, come out and be a part of it. Don't talk about it, be about it. They got to do it. So th- that, see, that's the difference. That, that's why you have fans and that's why you have supporters. They're two different people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. the fan is the, the guy that's going to show up and it's going to tear up the internet. But with all the negativity, that supporter's going to put the money where their mouth is. So you got to have more fans to become supporters. And they got to get off of that notion, man, because that's just like at your place at Southern. Coach Julie, this is mm-hmm. his first year. What, what's the big deal? They got to relax, man. They got to relax. They should not, they should not be in that man's case. He doesn't even have his own players in there yet. Right. But that's. That's just the way we are. It's, that's the way we are as fans of our different schools. We want our schools to be successful, but we are not doing the things that we can do to help our athletic programs to be successful.
0: Well, Coach Padway, for the record, I'm a Southern alum, everybody knows that. Uh, I, I'm still backing Coach Julian. And I understand people have, you know, they, you, know you get disappointed. You let the emotions get there. I'm an emotional guy. I understand it, but you you absolutely right. You have to sit back, take a step back, and and also what you just said as well. Let's get his cycle of players in, and then you you know you still have coach when you come into the program. You still have the previous coach players. They got to, you got to get them to buy in. Some of them say they will, some may not totally buy into it, but then it's a different coach, a new way of doing things. Let's, let's get his uh, group of players in when they're freshmen to their senior year. And then we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, coach, you know, you have coach McNair. He's taking a lot of heat And, and he's done with, look at, look at his record.
3: See, right. I, I just want look to look at all the championships good. he's brought them. Yeah. See how yeah. soon we forget. Look how many championships this man brought that school. So that's why to me the fans have to they have to sit back and relax. A lot of coaches to do their job.
0: you absolutely right, coach. Um this upcoming basketball season. Um uh, what are the things you're gonna look at early early on? As far as the, the the conference race, I know the predictions are there, but it's got to be played on the court. What what is Coach Pettaway going to be looking at uh, when the conference
3: season starts? Well, I'm going to look to see if we're going to still have that same momentum from Alcorn State. I'm going to be looking to see if Southern, if this is going to be Southern's year. I I, I think uh, with the veterans that they have on their team, uh, I, I think Southern will be in the mix. And then I want to see Prairie View bounce bounce back. I think Prairie View uh, last year. I, I don't think that's the, the Prairie View that we're accustomed to seeing. And I want to see Coach Smith and his and his group uh, bounce back. Yeah, you know, Coach McCullough does a great job down there, and, and I expect the Rattlers to be in the mix. And then with a new coach right now, we're zero and three. I, so we got we got fans that that are uh, up in arms, but. This guy just he just got in here. Coach, he just got in here. We need to give him All a chance. Right. Uh, in the preseason, he's playing everybody so he can try to figure out what his rotation looks like. So we just got to be patient. So I look, I'm very excited about, on the men's side. And then on the women's side, man, I'm looking to see if Jackson State is going to still dominate like they've been for the last few years. Uh, they seem to have the best program on the women's side.
0: Yeah, I, I guess for me, on the women's side, who's going to get that second spot? Some good candidates, Alabama State, right. Alabama A&M, uh, uh, Southern University. And boy, Coach, now you look at some of the you know, the, the conference games, you can see that there's a bigger gap on the women's side, but hopefully that will start closing. But minus Jackson State, you want to see some more uh, competitive games. If I could, Coach, can I switch to NBA? Go ahead. Milwaukee, Boston in the East. That's what I see everybody else is struggling. What is up with that, Coach?
3: Right, I, I agree. Uh, you know, this this is a weird season in the, in the NBA because when you look out West, they're not playing. The favorites are not doing what they're supposed to do out there. And then in the East, I'm with you, I, I think Milwaukee, I think uh Milwaukee and Boston will be the two teams that'll come out of uh of the East. It's just a strange season. Who would have known who would have seen uh Golden State lose eight straight road games? I don't think anybody had that in their in, in their predictions. So it, it's it's just strange. And then uh Phoenix Phoenix seems like they might be the team that, that's gonna get on the roll in the West. So I'm looking forward to the NBA season as well.
0: Um Pelicans started out pretty well. Zion um, Williams, you know, injured. Uh, back over in the East, Phillies trying to find themselves. My Miami Heat team, I, you you tell me, Coach, was P, losing P.J. Tucker that big of a, a difference, and they're trying to find. Miami needs a power forward to go along. I, they, you know, Coach Foster is trying to, you know, Change lineups, trying to find that right fit. They've got injuries. I understand that, but wow. And then the Lakers. But Tuck, what but
3: Carlos offense. Tucker was that glue. Tucker was that glue though. Tucker was the, the glue. That that's the reason why you all played so well because Tucker was the glue.
0: Well, it could be a long year, but I think they'll I think they'll get things going uh, eventually. But coach, it, it has been a strange uh season. Uh, so far in in, in the NBA, um, back to the collegiate side, um, none swag wise. Who do you think has a great chance to, to to get into the final four, or is it just too early to even talk about that, coach?
3: Well, I, I think it's too early to talk about the final four because you you. I think you after gen, I mean I'm sorry, after the Thanksgiving tournaments and the Christmas tournaments, you have a better understanding of, who, of who's doing what. Because remember during the early part of the year, you got a lot of cupcakes on your schedule. You know, the the uh, the power fives don't really get into each other until they start playing in these tournaments where, where they're on neutral sites. So you have a better assessment of what, what those teams are capable of doing.
0: That's a fair assessment. Once again, I asked that question but I kind of knew what the answer was going to be. Uh coach, the the new arena, basketball arena Alabama and the dedication and what have you. I, I saw some footage online. What a beautiful uh center. Very beautiful.
3: It is it, it's it's going to be the top showpiece in the squad. Uh looking forward to it. They go into it uh next Wednesday and uh it's it's everything you need when it comes to basketball. Uh, when, when you're talking about having a showpiece to recruit with, uh, it, it's there. And uh, like our president said, it's called the event event center because it's going to yeah. be community based. They want the, the Huntsville community to be a part of it.
0: And, and coach, and that's a great thing. And you, and you perhaps, you could uh, host. Some uh, high school basketballs. Do you
3: know if they'll put in a? Well, big we got maybe well, high, what's the championship? Right. Well, right. High school basketball, and then also we've already been given a contract for the JUCO tournament uh, for the state of Alabama. It's going to be oh, here in the spring. So uh, they're they're going to be doing uh, trying to get different sporting events to come uh, to that to our center.
0: That that's going to be great, um, Coach. Last thing. And appreciate your time um are you going to be traveling any to you know within the conference for some basketballs uh to right yeah
3: i'll visit some different schools because i want to keep up with i want to see what's going on in some of the other other places uh coach who and I, uh you know we go way back so i might even travel a couple places with them so you might see me down in southern
0: that would be great well coach you're looking good we are Appreciate the time, and man, look, stay safe because uh, the flu is going around, a, a lot of viruses. I'm just recovering myself, so um, continue to stay blessed and safe, you and your family.
3: Hey, uh, thanks, Carlos, and uh, as always, uh, everybody be safe and God bless, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you, Coach. Appreciate the time. That was Coach Van Petaway here on the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap up uh, today's show on the Carlos Brown Show. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Um,
2: can I get the now Bar, please? One dollar.
1: Have a good
2: one. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now Bar. Sure. One dollar. Who
1: Yeah.
0: one bite of a 100% Angus beef Ballpark семь- Frank, and you'll say... Save- Oh, summer, oh yeah, it's ballpark season. This is the Dean of the
3: College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Kaville's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. For so my
0: people that don't get to see me, trying to remind you who you are, just like in Roman's we got to across the world. This motivation for the people and this classic Bible teaching Say, hey, Make this for my people that don't get to see me. Try to remind you who you are just like in Romans 3. See, we about to blow across the world just like a day that's breezy. This motivation for the people when you talk about the teaching. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Motivation.
2: The Cuvee Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified Constant Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvee.
0: to this final few minutes of this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. But Southern University uh, football team, of course, uh, an off week, getting ready for the Bayou Classic, which is next Saturday. And one of the good things that, you know, we we talk about athletics, we talk about student athletes and how they perform on uh, the athletic playing field. But got a chance to look at Um, via social media a southern football team at a a homeless shelter you know serving uh, food and that's kind of a great thing because we're we're all pressured to win we like to win I'm no different I'm a fan as well as a host of a a sports talk show and and I get it you want to win at all costs a lot of time but maybe as I go further into my middle age years. I kind of want to just sit back and say, look, we got to get this thing right. And when it builds a program, when you're building a program, you, you got to have some bumps in the road. You'll have some win. You have some success. But how do you overcome adversity? And for this Southern football team, this, this first year, a lot of high expectations. They still have a slight, slight chance. Uh, to accomplish that, the, that goal, they got to have help from another program in the conference, Mississippi Valley State. But if it doesn't work out that way, yeah, they they fell short of, of their goals, but they still have a lot to play for. They secured a winning season by winning last week, and they can go out in the Bayou Classic against their arch rival, Graham State. And this year, that has been a lot of... Uh, Energy I'll put it that way between the two institutions and particularly the football teams They'll go out and sell it on the field But kudos off to Sun University football program for those players helping serve the less fortunate Those who right now are going through some adversity in life. And once again, we all do that for the men's basketball team in the conference and the women's basketball team continue, continue to fight and continue to improve and continue uh, to to get better. Even on a high school level, playoffs are going on in, in multiple states in the South and in this country. Those kids are under a lot of pressure as well. But remember, it's the spirit of playing and competition, and you win some and you lose some so with that being said next week we'll be back uh i'll have an announcement maybe maybe looking at moving up the show uh, an hour or two we'll we'll just see Um, on the social media i'll make an announcement uh whether we'll do that or not um until next time and we're going to end the show today a, a little bit earlier uh, enjoy your holidays Thanksgiving is coming up this Thursday but you know the way I look at it every day is Thanksgiving and in, enjoy and spend time with your loved ones your friends and continue to uh, be safe and be mindful of the world that we we live in it's always challenges and it's always adversity you have to overcome. I want to thank all of today's guests, Charles Edmund, Ossie Clark, and also Coach Van Petaway, Melody, uh, producing today's show. And for all of you who tuned in, until next Saturday for another edition of the Coles Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network, as always, peace and God bless.